Indiana Conversation Podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. Yeah, this is Damian Lemon. This is Ali Muhammad. And this is In the Conversation. The podcast. Yeah, there it go. There it go. Yeah, deep in, what's this, the third quarter, end of the second quarter. Uh, deep into August, Black History Year, we still going strong, still out here thriving. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yes, sir. Making, making strides. You know what I mean? I just like that, making strides. That's how you really doing big things. Not taking steps, we making strides. That shit, that was, that was like something. <laughs> What's good with you, man? How you doing? Uh, uh, man, everything's good. I'm out here making strides. Shit. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. Big strides. Big strides. There you go. Shit. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Word. Oh, man. What's going on? What's good? What's, what's, what's the, how's the A? The A. The A is hot today. It's hot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I had a, had, a, had a couple of pool days, you know, during the week with my daughter. Okay. Wanted to get out there and in the pool. So that was um, that was refreshing. Can y'all yeah. swim? Can you swim? Can your daughter swim? Can your family swim? Yeah. Um, she hasn't gotten there yet. Okay. You know, but everybody else could swim. I grew up swimming. So, right. it's, yeah. So, you know water is is it's actually weird that i don't get in the water as much anymore because you know of course growing up you and you mean you in the water every down there you're trying to be in the water every day you know mm-hmm. as a kid and then as you get older you know anytime you're in miami you round some water you usually find your way to it and in it but as you get older even though i get to the water i don't necessarily get in it often you know what I mean? So, um, when you're in it now, it feels kind of weird. Like, oh, okay, this is water. I'm off right. balance a little bit, you know, um, because it used to feel second nature. Now it feels like, oh, okay, you know what I'm saying? And then you also, when you get by that ocean, you're like, nigga, this water is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. When you know be better, as a, you know what I'm saying. When you know better as a kid, you just go jump right in. Woof, it's nothing. Now you look at that big body of water, especially like when you're on an island or something, and you realize that you're surrounded by this shit. It's right. like, like nigga, this shit could be dangerous. Motherfuckers actually used to get on a boat and just trust it and say, "We out." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Set the sails and go. That's pretty uh bold. That's a bold thing to do. Thinking about it, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> as as you safe, have to be bold. Right, as safe bad. as we travel now. Oh, we gonna go get a plane. We got an itinerary. We know where we going. You know what time we gonna get there? GPS. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Them motherfuckers was just out there looking at the stars. Like, okay, we going mm-hmm. the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> Might be going in the wrong direction for days. You know what I'm it's you dark know. out that bitch. Ain't no street lights. Ain't no, yeah. <laughs> you know, what yeah. mean? no lanes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I stay in my lane, I'm gonna be good. You just out there on this big, you know, intimidating body of water. You know, but shit live up under it. Don't you know what I'm saying? Don't give a fuck nothing about your life. This is the least. Not in the least. Not in the least we ain't even talk about the shit that be under there. 
You know, like that, that's what I'm that's saying. Another thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like you got to respect that water, man. Once you out there looking at it, like especially it's night, and the water just doing what water do. It ain't all pretty and blue looking like it is in the day. Shit just dark. Yeah. That shit make you respect how small you are in this in this world. <laughs> it, 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 it'll put things in perspective. That's for sure. Definitely put things in perspective, especially when you go in the ocean. Or even in the deep part of the pool to where you can't feel anything under mm-hmm. your feet. That's when you're like, okay, this is, we got serious here. This is, you need, you need a skill. You need to really know what you're doing. Uh, I never learned how to swim. Oh, never nah. Never learned how to swim. Nah. Growing up, a couple things. One, the pool, it was interesting. The pool could, you could be setting yourself up for failure. Mm-hmm. At the pool, it was a lot of terrorism at the pool, especially <laughs> as a young cat. You know what I mean? Like there was, uh, well, it was always the threat that somebody could steal your shit when you was in the water. Right. You needed to have your joint tucked away, or if you had the little, the quarter for the, um, for the what you call it for the locker. locker. If there was lockers, then that was cool. Uh, then it was cats that would try to like dunk you. Like, hold your ass up underwater for mad long. You know what I mean? You feel like you're going to drown mm-hmm. type shit. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, and that's probably just the, the end of the time. Because there was one time I was in South Carolina where I thought I was going to drown. I think I talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. I thought I was going to drown. I was on one of these little floaties. I might have been eight or nine or something like that. I was on one of the floaties, relaxing, living life, just chilling. Mm-hmm. Like, I like a good floaty. I like to, you know what I mean? You feel, you feel good about life. You know what I mean? Go with the flow. There's some security there. The floaty somehow got flipped over. Maybe because one of my cousins did it. I'm not positive. But all I know is I'm underwater now and I can't swim. That was the first thing that came to me. It's like, oh shit, I'm underwater. I can't swim. And I'm trying to push the floaty, but there's a seal. Like, there's a water seal, so the floaty ain't moving. Mm. And I am bugging, and I'm I, I kind of I guess I get from under the floaty, and I <laughs> I'm like oh I'm wilding, <laughs> and somebody's like stand up, and I said huh? stand up, and I just stood up and I was good, <laughs> but you could not tell me I wasn't about to die, so. I think what kills me with the water, I need to learn how to swim in my adult years and get over. My ego of not being able to swim as an adult. Like, I've been trying to learn how to swim kind of like on the low. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think one of the things, oh, and there's other other people, you know, pe- people used to piss and, and sometimes shit in the water. So that was a whole other thing. Because mm-hmm. when you go under the water and it get in your nose or get in your mouth or whatever, it would like, that would fuck me up a little bit. <laughs> but I realized you have to be cool with just letting go. Because you got to learn how to float. You got to learn how to trust yourself in the mm-hmm. water. Like, I'm good for, this is what I do still. Like, I go as deep as I could feel, you know, something under my feet. But what I do is I kind of, like, walk swim. Like, I'm walking, but you wouldn't know. So, mm-hmm. on top, I'm doing, the, I'm, I'm looking like I'm swimming, but I ain't doing nothing but walking around. But, uh... Long story short, I do love the water. I wish every time I get close to the water, I'm like, damn, I need to learn how to swim. Because I love the water. I love going to like to the ocean or whatever. I like being on the mm-hmm. coast and like 
You know what I mean? Like, like you said, you feel it feels way bigger than you. Like you really, that's one of the moments where you really, you feel like there's a God. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like this right. puts things in perspective. Yeah, man. Shout out to the swimmers. Yes, sir. Now, anytime I gotta go, think I'm headed to some water, a body of water, not a not no lake, but you know what I'm saying? Like ocean yeah. water. Yeah. <clears throat> At least, at least the bay. (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, but you know, growing up, you know, they put you in swim class, and the first first day of swim class is treading water, and they didn't fuck with the shallow end. They put you right in the deep and teach you how to tread water, Mm. And, and that's and. And that was a, you know what I'm saying, now looking back, that was a good skill to learn first because no matter where you at in the water, you know because you, you've you learned how to tread that you know how to get to the top and stay up there, you know what I'm saying, long enough to at least get your bearings. But the longer you can tread water, you know what I mean, the more you'll be confident in deep water because it's like you go in, no matter how deep it is Your mission is to get to the top And you know Again relax And you know you Kick your head in that Treading water type of way You're gonna uh-huh. You're gonna stay at it That'll keep you on top of the water It's like riding a bike Right kinda like Yeah yeah So battling. kicking Yeah kicking your legs Sideways though And then oh, okay. Then your arm You know it's like Riding a bike But if the If your If your pedals was you know what I'm saying Cocked yeah. wide You know what I'm saying right, You're like right, oh right, shit right. These pedals are A little wide out mm-hmm. <laughs> And then you do your arms Like in that You know Like you grabbing water You know what right, I mean Right Like doggy paddling a little yeah, yeah but you You gotta be grabbing it Not on top Like okay. splashing gotcha. on top From side gotcha. Like coming in Like if you Taking your arms And you're trying to Grab the water In between two hands so you go out wide, poof, bring it in, wide, bring it in, bring it in. And, you know, and you're kicking your legs and you're going to be on top of the water. So if you ever get in trouble, you just start treading. And then, then you... Treading <laughs> and praying. Um, <laughs> it's the worst I thing saw. in the water is to panic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I agree on that. I definitely had some panic moments in that water. But uh, fortunately, still here. I saw a while back, uh, Dame Dash, he had his, his newborn, put his newborn in the water, like there was two, like teaching his newborn how to swim. The newborn's like, mm-hmm. uh, like a newborn. Mm-hmm. And there's like a drill that they do. They had somebody come to their pool. There's a drill that they do where they just put the baby in the water mm-hmm. and lay the baby like kind of on the back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, um, don't touch the baby for like three minutes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like, if the baby turn over, the baby has to kind of figure out how to get back to its. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, if it looks crazy, they'll they'll have to stop it. But if the baby can turn over and the baby can like, basically, I guess tread water or stay buoyant. They they float for the float for mm-hmm. the three minutes. They qualify for something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it was. And they put the whole shit on there. Like you could watch it. It was it was kind of crazy because there was a moment where it was getting a little hairy. Right. <laughs> like somebody save that baby. <laughs> nah. You know what I mean? but, nah. Uh, they, they they didn't. Pay. They, they say it's the best time to teach them because they still remember being in the water in the womb. Yeah. So, 
You know, I've you know, I've seen it a lot. And a lot of you know, they put them in. A lot of times, the baby turn on their back by themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, right? And then they just be floating there, like <laughs> it's, it look wild, like <laughs> no a little like, home. like a little balloon. <laughs> I've been here. What the fuck are you talking about? Right. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. just when you get you get older and you don't remember the water. They get in that shit is foreign. Mm-hmm. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool though. Y'all swimming though. You know, a lot of times when I see the pools, pools seem to be like more or less backdrops now. You know what I mean? Like you don't really see people <laughs> swimming, swimming. Like there's a difference between a swimming pool and a pool. There's a pool where it's like that's for the gram, that's to get your looks off. You know what I mean? Then there's a swimming pool where okay, it's right. understood. Oh, people swimming here. This right. is this is this is utilized. Right. Now that's that's most of these newfangled pools is you know. Like the pool in this complex where I'm at in Atlanta, mm-hmm. it, it looks like a big ass pool. It's big, you know what I'm saying? It's wide, but then half of it is kind of like just, you know, an area where you could just walk on top of. Like it's like maybe twelve inches of water, maybe. Okay. And then and then they got these little benches in the water where you could sunbathe, but you like kind of. By the water, you in the right. you in the middle of the water, but it's not really on you. Right, right, right. So that's like right. half of the pool, but then the other half is like four feet. I think three feet six is the highest it go. So three point six inches. No, three, three, three feet, feet three inches? feet six inches. Yeah. Wow. So it's just a, a big ass shallow end. Right, 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 right. So right, you can, I was, yeah. you know, I was swam in it. You know what I'm saying? Like you go underwater and go right. to the other side of shit. But you know, it ain't like you ain't diving and doing no real pool activities. It's really, it's really, you know, what I'm saying to say we got a pool. Get yourself get get wet, cool off. Do it for the gram. You know what I'm saying? And that's that. That's wild. That's interesting. Pools and I don't know if you want to see any pools, but um, I was watching this show, HBO Max, called Sweet Life, mm-hmm. like a reality show, kind of um, <clears throat> like a black reality show. I'm not even a reality show kind of cat. It's a Issa Rae put it together, but it's basically like, well, like uh, a group of like 20 somethings, mostly 25 year olds from LA. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And they just, how they living. And mm-hmm. um, one of the things that HBO Max does now is they drop, when they premiere a series, they'll drop like three episodes at a clip. Sometimes even more. Mm-hmm. So it's not just one episode. So you could kind of do a light binge and, and be all in it. And uh, so I was checking it out. And it was, it was interesting. It was actually... Um, it was kind of cool. It's just one. I think Issa Rae, I and I know somebody from LA listening to this is gonna be like, "Nigga, you bugging." But <laughs> I think I think Lisa. I think Issa Rae. I think Issa Rae is uh, might have taken the baton from you know uh, John Singleton when it comes to showing Black LA. You know what I mean? And obviously, way less trauma. And I'm sure there's people that have done it 
over the years because uh, shout out to the wood. I see like Showtime, not Showtime. Yeah, Showtime is greenlit uh, TV show based on the movie The Wood. I'm not sure who did The Wood, but obviously that's based on Inglewood. Like, mm-hmm. You know, between Insecure and now the Sweet Life thing and all the you know other little side projects he's had, there's definitely like this this lens into Black LA where you kind of see you know the um, how like the, the goings on you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like the or at least a certain perspective you know what i mean you seeing how you know uh these young kids these young people are kind of living life like at the beginning of their adult life trying to make it you know what i mean like the aspiration of it all uh hanging out being you know what i mean little kickbacks and shit like that mm-hmm. or uh where they go to eat which i feel like is like a reality show staple but it was kind of cool to see certain places that i never seen before you know what mm-hmm. i mean i found myself rewind and i seen they went to one spot they put these chicken wings on the table i was like oh shit i had to rewind to see where that was at <laughs> add that to the, to the yelp app you know what i mean but uh it's cool man it just shows it just you know, it just shows like the glory of being 25. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like just where it's so much, you know, like there's so much uh, potential. There's so much, uh, so much time on the clock, but at the same time, so much drama to define yourself. So much uh, urgency to mm-hmm. to make it. You know what I mean? Like it's a it's an interesting place in life. But uh, you know, and then on top of that, you know, they to just the uh the feel of it is definitely about vibes good vibes only you know what i mean saging you know what i mean the the women every other word period you know what i mean all of that that Mm -hmm. type of shit seeing the dating you know what i mean like the Mm -hmm. like the 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 like the little dating circles and the you know i've done the aspiration of it all like you know we got to get this we about legacy we all in this together you know that whole camaraderie of when y'all all outside together and then the drama of it mm-hmm. all like when there is a problem and you know you you also see how men and women handle things differently when it comes to like interpersonal relationships you know what but. i'm saying like so there's there's a little bit of drama it's, it was pretty good. It was a little bit of drama. There was um, some stunting going on. It was a, it was it was cool to see. You know what I'm saying? Real <laughs> simple shit. But you know, like uh, I mean, so what's what, the basis of the reality? Like, so basic. This the reality of it all is these are these are uh, these are actual kids. These are actual mm-hmm. people. You know what I mean? Actual uh, L.A. late natives and transplants. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think it circles, it centers around maybe a core of five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one, Thailand, Brianna, uh, Amanda, uh, what's the cat's name? Uh, PJ, Jordan, uh, Gerard, or something like that. So basically, like, they're all doing their thing so one Thailand she's like a event producer you know what I mean mm-hmm. she's the one that does like the events and stuff like that and it hasn't all the way flushed out it's only been three episodes so like the girl Brianna she's from Michigan but she came out to LA because one of her friends lives in LA so that mm-hmm. brought her out there then the dude Jordan he has a clothing brand 
mm-hmm. uh, called Hypeland that he's trying to get popping off, uh, or is popping off actually. Um, then there's the kid PJ. I think it's PJ or JP. He's like a artist manager. He's still kind of he's still on the bubble because mm-hmm. we haven't even seen his artist yet. But he's managing an artist. Right. You know what I mean? You know he's in the struggle because at one point he's in the whip with uh, Brianna and he's driving a Honda and like I guess his little his little visor it just keeps falling and he got it <laughs> duct tape but the duct tape is not it's not secure so it just keeps falling like every couple seconds and you can tell it's annoying you know what I mean mm-hmm. like but this it's the elephant in the room like ah oh, man you need more duct tape that type of shit <laughs> but later on. When they go out to Palm Springs to celebrate Amanda's birthday, the cat go ahead and rent a McLaren. He pull up in the McLaren. That shit mm-hmm. is hilarious. But uh, like, yeah, it's just you know. <laughs> so it's just like how they all some this person dates this person or used to date that person and now they dating that person. But this person had a relationship with them. So there's like so like Brianna and her homegirl. Brianna's a homegirl that was there before. I think her name is Becky. Rebecca, she used to date somebody. Then Brianna came to town, wound up dating the same person, and didn't allegedly didn't know. So there was a little beef because they go back and they should have known because they friends or whatever. They kind of got that sorted out. Mm-hmm. This other cat got feelings for Brianna, but he not really putting it out there. So he's actually dating. This is the kid JP. He's dating uh. Well, PJ, I forget the kid's name, but um, he's dating Becky or trying to date or still had a little thing with Becky. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then when he pull up in the McLaren, he comes through with a whole nother girl. It's a girl <laughs> named Miami. You know what I mean? They they had jokes about her. Like, who is that? What's her name? Tallahassee? You know, some old wild catty mm-hmm. shit. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But uh, it's it's all of the drama that used to be some shit. You know, when you're younger, like all of that. It's my birthday. It's supposed to be about me. And you coming up, pulling up with these, this, this fucking random girl. Who is this? Da, 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 da. Y'all were supposed to all have this same type of dress code because this is the vibe. It's all about the vibes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We don't want to <laughs> disturb the vibes. You know right, what I mean? Right, like right. they go into like a... <laughs> A little crystal store. They start crying. The ladies coming through. I heard you talking about your love life. We got crystals for that. Like it's all, you know. Again, we talk about the soul, the self care thing is is in in full bloom right now. So yeah, it's a yeah, lot yeah. of that. Like, tapping into that. the you know the wellness, the wellness Twitter. All that wellness, the, the, all that the, wellness, the, the, all of that. Yeah, uh, it was in the law of attraction Twitter. Law of attraction, and then there's. Uh, you know, there's also regular ass attraction where, you know what I mean, you, you attracted somebody, but you're afraid to play yourself. So you might not all the way put yourself out there. Or if you feel like you're putting yourself out there and it's not being reciprocated, mm-hmm. you feel stupid and that becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of that. It's a lot yeah. of that at this moment. And, you know, all of the a lot of the reality TV tropes. We going to mm-hmm. eat. We at the gym. We having drinks. We going to get our hair done. You know what I mean? But it's right. black. You know yeah, what I'm, 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 I'm looking at the trailer. The trailer's kind of been on a loop since you've been talking. So I'm, look, I'm looking at the trailer now. Right. And, right. you know, the thing like with reality shows is that they're produced. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Yeah. So, so you know, I'm looking at all these setups and 
they, you know, they on the yacht. I saw the McLaren, you know what I'm saying? I see the restaurants and the events with, you know what I'm saying? So everything looks beautiful, you know what I'm saying? Life is beautiful. A lot of sheen, a lot of sheen. So it's like a reality show that puts black people in these shiny scenarios Mm -hmm. and see how it plays out from a a young cosmopolitan perspective. That's what I'm seeing, you know what I'm saying? Right. Which is is exactly what it is Which is cool Because so far Nobody threw hands Nobody threw a drink And hopefully there's none of that You know what I mean It feels more Aspirational A little upscale You know how it Mm -hmm. is You know how the the, the desire To be upscale Is like really popping When you're in your early 20s you know what right. I'm saying? You always, you almost want to be retired by 25, and that's almost the, the expectation, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, exactly. Shit. I need so to be done by 30. Goddamn right, shit! Right, right. <laughs> so it's a lot of, it's a lot of that type of, type of vibe. But it's, it's done well. You know what I mean? It's good. It goes back to uh, when we talk about a lot of, a lot of frolicking. You know what I'm saying? A lot of frolic, <laughs> frolic culture. And, and you know, and and it, it's needed. You know what I'm saying? To that perspective is needed, and I and I understand where Issa places her positioning in that mm-hmm, conversation. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because it's a it's a needed thing. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they they only show us in certain kind of scenarios, and so right. to sh- to show the other side of it. You know what I mean? Or to to jump in the same pool, but showing this perspective of that pool, I think is is always a necessary step. You know what I mean? Like people people always want media to correct itself immediately in once in one fell swoop, and it don't really work like that. You know what I'm saying? You gotta kind of all right. If this where we at, how can we take the next step? And then before you know it, it's something totally different. Yeah, it's worth checking out. It's very, reminds me a lot of like uh, on the first, and I don't know if it's named after it or whatever, but they definitely play the Frank Ocean Sweet Life record, mm-hmm. you know, and that definitely, like, that's the tone or even um, super rich kids. Not to say that they all rich, but you know, like the the uh, aspiration vibe of it all. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, uh, it's cool, though. It's something to see. You know what I'm saying? Something, you know, it's real, it's, it's, it's easy listening. You know what I mean? For the, but you know, you're watching it. Real palatable. Right. Check that out. <laughs> it's a good chaser from Snowfall. You know what I mean? Ah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, um, you, you, you doing a whole lot with this, with this sweet life. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Say, this is this the, the 2021 John Singleton nickel. Nah, chase down I'm not your, saying your, all chase that. down I'm, your snowfall. You know what I'm saying, son? Yeah, nah, yeah, I know what you're I'm, saying. I'm just fucking yeah, with you. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's the, it's the opposite of all of that. You know what I'm saying? But, okay. Right. And and it, and it should be the opposite. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's the whole point. It should be all of these voices, so you could you know you could look at the black culture or the black universe as something more than just one thing. You right. know, and I think that's more the problem than anything. We always look at black culture as one particular thing and one thing only. 
You know what I'm saying? If you're not doing that, then you're trying to act white. Or you, you know what I mean? Or it's just, it's not real. And so, to have these options and have the different voices, it matters. It matters out here. You know what I mean? And um, it's like. Am I? Yeah. uh Hold on. I'm good. Hello? Okay. Yeah, so to have these different voices is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's something else to see. You know what I'm saying? So that's cool. Because all this shit is all these all these uh, perspectives are out here. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. a lot of times you don't see like especially when you're young, you coming up, you don't see all these different perspectives. You only see your world, you know. And then you, say you go to college. Or the military And you start meeting people From different places And all this kind of shit You realize Oh shit It's different kind of Black people out here <laughs> You know what I'm saying <laughs> Like mm-hmm. When I went to college I was like Damn I didn't even know It was this many Kind of black people Yeah I only I knew about it. I knew about Three or four But uh-huh. this right here This is different <laughs> You know what I mean And We don't get to see A wide range of of black people to learn from or to grow from or just to see ourselves you know what I mean but it's always the 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 communication of okay this is possible oh these things go on you can get down like this too and and without that you think I can only do the shit that I know and that I see and right. and you know one thing I have one problem I have with reality TV and just, you know, media in general, is they only really give us three, four locations <laughs> to vibe from. You know what I'm saying? Club, restaurant, church, work, and, and shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where else they put us on TV? I'm trying to think about how many times <laughs> I see the church. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely the club. It's some drinks. Mm-hmm. It's a, restaurant, uh, <laughs> restaurant. It's the uh, where else? The gym, sometimes. Uh huh. Um, and that's newfangled. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to think. Where they? I don't watch. You know, I don't really get into. I stopped watching reality TV. I mean, not just reality TV and ago. media in general. You know what I'm saying? Right. In movies, in fucking TV. Right. You know what I'm saying? You had the right. crib, the club, you know what I'm saying? Uh the restaurant, if you're trying to get jiggy with it. <laughs> coffee and shop. Church. More mm-hmm. recently the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And that's and that's what we model. When you're young, you modeling, okay, boom, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And especially in a city like Atlanta, you see how it all play out. Uh-huh. Yeah. You see, you go in the restaurant, you see a group of women, 50, 52 years old, they rolling together. You know what I'm saying? Five, six, boom, to get into the fly restaurant. That shit look just like TV. You <laughs> yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you go to you go to the club, it look just like the videos you know what I'm saying it's it's all like boom this is the things we do and when you introduce something different people are like I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm gonna do that you know but right yeah. but you know it's 
is it's all like it's other things, you know what I'm saying? And even if and my thing is my philosophy on it is, and I haven't exit you no, know, I'm talking shit, but I haven't executed this. But you know, I'm thinking so, I'm trying so, to think where I got I'd a be. mic. Yeah, yeah, but go ahead, get your notification on. You know what I'm saying? I think, you know what I'm saying? Like, like we need like a Norman Rockwell look of uh what can be done. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't actually collectively know all the shit. Just like you like, I don't know all the shit to do. But if somebody showed me in a scenario, then I could probably get down with that shit. You know what I mean? Like a lot of recreational shit is not assigned to black people. We don't too much fuck with that shit. Not that it's not black people that do. It may not that it's black people that don't that do fuck with it because it is. There's plenty of them that that hike and camp and do all that shit. We just don't see them, and and nobody talks about it and nobody shows it. So we almost act like it don't exist. Like so, I just think there should be images. Of us doing shit that we don't normally do that we might not don't we might not do. Just to show you, okay, some, this is how you would look doing some shit like this. Expand the scope a little bit. Yeah, just expand the scope. Like, you know, it ain't always gotta be the restaurant, the club, you know what I'm saying? Uh the the after hours restaurant and then church in the morning. There's a whole nother weekend that can be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Some more shit. Go bowling. <laughs> go. Right. I mean, there's people so that do. There's black people that of do course. go bowling. Black people do everything. You know what I mean? Like, this is to be honest. Black people do everything. Right. We might not be documented doing everything. But if there's anything to do outside of being white, black people do it. You know what I'm saying? We might not see proof all the time, but damn, it, ain't, it ain't nothing that's right. going uncovered at this point. Right. It's funny that you say that. You know, I got. um. I got a bunch. I can't. I got a bunch of old ass Ebony magazine. I told you mm-hmm. at my grandparents' apartment. I got a bunch of old Ebony magazine. You know, I'm a hoarder, so mm-hmm. I took a little payload of these. And I, I, th- I think people need to realize that when he say he's a hoarder, it's not the TV version of. It's hoarder. not the nasty one. Yeah, I always like. That. I gotta qualify that. It's not like yeah. It's not yeah. I guess, I guess maybe you've been hearing about that. The nigga over there living down there minimalistic and shit. Yeah, Talk about he a hoarder. Yeah, I just I just like keep it. I hold on to certain shit, but it's not. Yeah, there's no dead cats and no shit like that. It's, you know what I mean? There's no plates under the couch. None of that. No, I, think, I ain't, I ain't want them. To look at you differently yeah, yeah 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 I guess it, you gotta cause it ain't like that <laughs> yeah uh, but so I got a bunch of old Ebony magazines from like the 80s to the to the 90s or whatever and uh, you know speaking of aspiration speaking of like seeing people in different scenarios or whatever or lifestyle mm-hmm. you know it's funny now there aren't any more uh, tobacco ads Mm-hmm. But tobacco ads used to always try to come across with that real upscale weed tobacco ads and, uh, you know, good jerry curl ads. Mm-hmm. But a good tobacco ad to have you at the, at the tennis court, you and your right. lady with the matching rackets. No cigarettes in sight, but it's a cigarette ad for sure. Right. But it's right. your, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just like... Stuff. Code forty five. You're right. You mm-hmm. Just <laughs> Billy D in a classy hotel room, right. velvet, velvet, goddamn curtains and shit. 
<laughs> right. right. Yeah, I saw one Jerry Curl. It wasn't Jerry, well, it was Jerry Curl under the Jerry Curl genre, but it was called Cosmopolitan Curl. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. Oh yeah, Cosmo uh, Curl. Yeah, I heard Cosmo of that. Curl. Yeah, <laughs> man, the Cosmo Curl was looking real, uh, real dignified. Real yeah, yeah, they tried to the separate. That's with the with the longer curl, not the little uh, tight ones. Right, 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 right. Oh shit, man. Should be feathered. But, um, <laughs> speaking of speaking of like myopic, uh, just real narrow narratives. The New York Times, man, you know, I've said this on here before. As much as they say, you know, that's the paper of record, the New York Times be real funny style when mm-hmm. it comes to black culture. They, they mess with it when they want to mess with it, but they, they take their shots, right? So I'm on Twitter, you know, scrolling through, just, you know, minding my business. Reading mm-hmm. what's coming. And then the New York Times got some tweet. They say, there are rappers who, whose music focuses on sex, drugs, and expensive cars. Mm-hmm. And then there is 22-year-old Jimothy, who raps about one day earning enough money to shop at upmarket supermarkets and listening to his mother's advice. Then there's a photo of like this white kid, like looks like maybe either some long curls or some type of uh, some type of braids. You know what I mean? But like laid out on the on the street like posed out on the street and it says jimothy the title is jimothy's flex looks a little different man i did not click on that shit just out of protest because this is some bullshit you know what i'm saying first of all i don't got no problem with jimothy outside the fact that my man's name is jimothy that's a terrible name mm-hmm. but uh I, I jimothy might have some okay music you know what I mean? His music could be okay. Who knows? I just didn't like how they introduced him to the situation mm-hmm. by kind of shitting on their perception of the culture of rap. You know what I'm saying? Music focuses on sex, drugs, and expensive causes. That mm-hmm. as if that's all that motherfuckers in rap are talking about. As right. if rap ain't net, like his rap hasn't been aspirational from the door. You right. know what I mean? And like listening maybe not listening to your mother's advices in every bar but there's definitely the deference of your moms you know what right. i mean but like up until maybe eminem who was the first one to be like man fuck mom you know what i'm saying but you know what i mean that's 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 a different type of vibe that's a different culture altogether but for the most part you know shit you know smiles every time my face is up in the small up in the source you know what i'm saying Mm-hmm. Even though you was a crack fiend, mama, you always was a, you know what I mean? Like, you was a black queen. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Like, right. we, this ain't no new shit. This ain't no novelty. And it's like, man, you, you trying to do too much to create this point of difference, this point of departure to get us to, or to get your reader to invest in this white rapper. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Who's not like the others. I just thought that shit was super corny especially to be the new york times like that shit is that that was that was some sucker shit i mean uh, i think i'm looking it up as you're talking and uh-huh. it seems that, you know, the Twitter sphere felt the same way as you. Oh, they went in. They went they in. Went they in went in. And um, New York Times had to delete the tweet that said those words that you were talking about. Uh-huh. Good. And I don't think Jimmy Thee is white. 
I don't. He might not be because I ain't he look, even. But he, 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 he looked like he could be mixed. Multi, yeah, he's probably multiracial, but he doesn't look. I mean, he got some nappy ass hair now. I can't tell if that's a nappy hair or is that just a, a a curl with some type of. <laughs> Yeah, you know I mean, pomade. But yeah, now that I'm looking at and then, but the problem is, he's a British rapper, which right, doesn't yeah, even that, qualify. That. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it don't even. It's not the same shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you can't compare the two because it's coming from two different places. It's not the same. Oh, I'm looking at the photo of Jimothy. Yeah, Jimothy might be mixed race. Yeah, Jimothy uh, might might have a black ass daddy. <laughs> yeah, because we only see the moms. Yeah, and the moms even got a little curl pattern. So, you know what I mean? Who knows what the situation is? Yeah, all right. You know, my bad, Jimothy. That <laughs> name is hilarious, though. But, uh, ah, correction. We deleted an earlier tweet that incorrectly characterized the British rapper. Jimothy's, because that shit ain't even do Jimothy no favors either. <laughs> Jimothy's like, yo, you got me looking crazy. All my peoples don't even fuck with me based on that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. Get out of here with that corny shit. Uh, Damn. Jimmy Thing had nothing to do with that. Yeah, Jimmy Thing had nothing to do with that. And I might go ahead and read about Jimmy Thing. You know, I'm they not say the he's, a, he's a special needs kid. Some oh, type damn. of special needs. Okay, uh, shout out to Jimmy Thing. Uh, he just rapping differently, that's all. Yeah, there you go. And again, like I said. <laughs> I, it's not Jimothy that's the problem. It's how the times walked him in the building. Right. Like, right, yo, right. Jimothy, but you well, you know what? You should be more like Jimothy. You know what I mean, man? If you don't get we out of here with wait that. Wait for Jimothy. <laughs> right, right. Come on. Stop it, Jimothy. You know what I mean? Like, damn, damn, damn. Yeah, man. Anyway. Um So yeah, I, I might even check it out. Speaking of the New York Times. That's when you know a trend is over. So I'm almost, I'm almost waiting to read about, written to read their big expose or their big coverage about this, uh, the crate Olympics, the hood Olympics, <laughs> the, this, hood this, Olympics. This, this, the crate challenge, hashtag crate <laughs> challenge, man. That shit is the biggest micro phenomenon going on this week <laughs> so far. Straight uh, out of Cleveland. Oh, is it out of Cleveland? Is that where it first? Yeah, yeah. That first, oh, wow. that you first got the video. Okay, I, 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 it didn't never say, but but um, that same first, that same group of guys from that first video, one yeah. of them tagged the neighborhood Huff, and that's where <clears throat> I spent my summers in that neighborhood. So, okay, you know what I'm saying. Shout out to Huff, Cleveland, Ohio. Okay, you know what I'm saying. What's your what's your take on the on the crate challenge? Hey man, I I think it was just is a is an isolated neighborhood incident. Nigga had some crates. The Olympics was going on. You know what I'm saying? Shit, let's see if you can make it up these crates. Now, right. what happens is that viralness is a drug. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Going viral is a drug. Not just for the people who posted it, but for everybody that wants some of that attention as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, once the once it went viral, then shit. It was, if that's a that's a ticket to going viral, we gonna do it, and that's how I go. You know what I'm saying? That's how all challenges go. If oh, if people, if I'm gonna make the explore page doing that shit, or if, you know, people gonna share my shit and retweet my shit, I'm gonna do what they just did. Mm-hmm. It's a dangerous ass game. 
Super dangerous. It's like you know what I'm saying? Like nigga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no risk, no reward. I mean, <laughs> golly. It's gonna be a lot of motherfuckers going to the, you know what I'm saying, to the ER. Yeah. I seen one broken arm. Them clavicles, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, somebody posted, you know, uh black people going to the ER after the crate challenge and then they posted uh Mike Tyson out there's fight. It's like, yeah, I broke my back. Oh, you have a, a ba- what kind of break in your back? Spinal. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Doctor say I need a becciotomy. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, shit. Spinal. So yeah. you know what I'm saying? Everybody out here just doing what it takes to you know get some attention. That first one I saw though had an older woman that should not have been on them motherfucking yeah. crates, man. Yeah, she gonna all inclusive. She, she gonna rec- she gonna regret that shit because yeah, yeah. she took a she took a tumble. It's a tough one. It's you don't heal. Yeah. You, you don't heal as fast when you're fifty five as when you <laughs> nah, when you nah. when you when you're eighteen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You should have known better. You yeah. should have known better. That, that's the was, like yeah. what's what's the incentives? You know what I mean? Right, right. What is the yeah? What type of clout are you? I guess everybody chasing clout. At clout, clout doesn't not. Uh, clout has no. Uh, there's no age limit for clout chasing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Clout carries everywhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, what I like about the shit. <laughs> what I like about it, because I, I enjoyed it. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, I'm fucking with this. I mm-hmm. saw, I was like, this is ignorant. This is deliciously ignorant, but it's great, though, too. What I love about it is I love the suspense that is going on. Like when people are in there, especially when you get to that one, that one top crate where you get to that point of no return, mm-hmm. where, like, first of all, to get on that shit, it's like, it's it's a there's a you know there's a lot of a lot of uh, wiggling you know what I mean right. a lot of uh, you start to get unsteady but then you make it on top of that shit now you got there's that moment of deliberation you know what I'm saying because you done made it halfway you mm-hmm. can you on your way to actually it, he could go all the way she right. could go all you know what I mean it's one of those moments where. Everything can happen. The crowd is all around the crate, whether it's a crowd of three to about 300. Because I've mm-hmm. seen many crowds, and there's plenty of phones out, because this shit could be amazing. <laughs> either way, either way, because when they do make it through it, it's only seen like maybe four people really make it all the way to the other side. And the response is like buzzer beater enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People go crazy. I seen the first person I saw was this woman who made it through, and she was like Dame Lillard after he hit that buzzer beater, the way she was real nonchalant and like just fell into the love. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But um, more often than not, you're going to go down. You're going right. to tumble and fall. And the way that those crates go, the crates go askew in a way that it's super unpredictable. You don't know which way you're going to fall. You don't know which crate is going to be the one to, to take you out. You do, all them crates is hard as fuck. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They, and they pointy and sharp, and they could destroy you if you fall the right. You know what I mean? And it's it is high. Some of these spots, some of these joints is high, high. Like you mm-hmm. know, damn near fifteen feet off the ground. Um, 
But it's been the best thing I've seen with crates since the fucking park jams. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the DITC era. Digging this in shit the crates. Is, yeah, man. This shit is... I, ain't even, I haven't seen crates in a long time. You know, when vinyl kind of died off, crates kind of died off too. I ain't really seen no crates, but right. people are finding them. No, and, uh, the, the, the crates are still serving their real purpose of delivering yeah. shit to the stores. <laughs> mm-hmm. most, most likely milk and juice and right, shit like right. that. <laughs> But yeah, the crates still still doing what they do. Y'all just stop mm-hmm. fucking with them. We stop fucking uh, with the crates too. I, I like yeah. the hood ingenuity. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's the type of shit I grew up around. Like it wasn't a whole lot of you know, wasn't no Instagram and a whole lot of you know toys involved. You niggas had to make shit up. You know what right. I'm saying? Um, so like you know, I I could imagine how it went. You know. Shit, it's all these crates stacked up back here. Somebody threw back here. Let's put them up, nigga. Then some one person said, "Nigga, I, I bet you can't climb them bitches." Cause you know everybody know crates are shaky. Crates mm-hmm. are shaky on stable ground, let alone right. some grass. Even you put brand more than four crates. crates together, it's gonna be a shaky proposition. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's true. You know. And then somebody, you know, tried it out. It went, you know what I'm saying? They tied it into the Olympics, you know, the Hood Olympics. I, I wonder if they got any other games they can come up with. It could be a dope game show. <laughs> yeah. There's you know a saying? good, there's a YouTube sketch on, I would say I posted to the Facebook page, but I probably won't. But there's a good, if you just go to Facebook, I mean, YouTube and type in Hood Olympics, there's a, a sketch. It's a three-part sketch that's pretty funny. And they got some, uh, some wild little events. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Uh, jumping, <laughs> not snitching, instigating. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's funny. It's some funny shit. Shout out to them. Um, <laughs> one, of the, one of these articles say the milk crate challenge is turning the entire world into jackass stars. <laughs> Who said that? The Times? Is it the Times? No, 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 no. This oh. is uh, SB Nation. Oh, okay. And you got the, then, then you got the whole tap angle. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because, you know, you can't just have fun. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, uh, black people want to stack crates, but they don't want to stack bread together. We just want to <laughs> see each other fall. And I'm like, ah, all right. You know what I mean? Yeah, Dr. Umar type beat. Right. Yeah, then the FDA j- chimes in. FDA Ooh. discouraged participating in milk crate challenge. FDA <laughs> had to get their shine. They had to let you know. <laughs> don't don't be coming up here filling up these hospitals and shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> say you fell off something else. They they, they say tweeted it was a crate. Say, Although yeah. we regulate milk, we can't recommend that you try that. Perhaps enjoy a nice glass of two percent mm. and return those crates to the grocery store. That's funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's a hybrid of being the adult in the room and also clout chasing a little bit too. The FDA need a little bit of that. that nah, energy. but but Conan you know O'Brien, he 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 brought him into the conversation. He was like waiting for the FDA approval before I take oh, okay. the milk crate challenge. So they ain't jump in on their own. Okay. Uh, you know, nice alley you. Right. Yeah. The shit the shit that, that trips me out though, cause I you know, saw somebody say, um, you don't see white people doing the crate challenge. And then mm. you sent me the, the white people doing the crate challenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right. And and it, and it was foul, man. It was just that was the epitome of clout chasing, appropriation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Can't niggas can't have nothing. Even the dangerous shit that's self, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That's killing ourselves. Right. Can't even have that. But then you go in there and he I guess he was responding to my man who rode the rode his joint climbing the crates. Right, right. Which is the legend. That's the that's the best one. Right. That was that's my favorite one so far. Like that that was a good look. But go ahead. But but you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's a lesson in that one. You know what I'm saying? He gave himself something else to focus on as opposed mm. of the fear of falling. And mm. his other focus kept the rest of his body relaxed, so he didn't shake as much, you know what I'm saying? Mm. But any old way. Your 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 people they stack they crates in a gym on, on stable ground. You know what right. I'm saying? He wanted what he did. What he ate something on the way up and lift some weights. Like nigga, you on stable ground? Put that shit on some grass, nigga. I don't right. know le- leveled ass concrete floor. Put it on some grass where everything's unpredictable. Mm. But it was just like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, guys, you know what I'm saying? You're not doing nothing. I can do that better than you guys. And then you start off with, you know what I'm saying, a whole stable ground. And, you know what I mean? All that shit is like, like I said, is a microcosm of of white privilege. (laughs) Mm. I feel you. Yeah, yeah. High production value. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Basically, you know, uh, minimizing the struggle of it all. Right, you know what I mean, but still, still uh, getting those eyeballs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Co-op the whole shit. Right. Yeah, but that seemed like the people saw that and they kind of. I think it's. I think it's too. Sometimes you could be too early for the appropriation to where, like, when it's fresh, they like, nah, not yet. Nah, we ain't fucking with you. Don't mm-hmm. even think about it. We ain't giving you that. You ain't got it yet. We still fucking with this. Take it easy. Go ahead with that shit. They was killing him a bit in the comments, it seemed. So, uh, mm-hmm. anyway. Oh, uh, shit. What's good, though, man? What's up with you? What else is going on with you, man? I feel like I've been blabbing. Nah, we, we've been blabbing. There you go. <laughs> nah, man, I'm just out here, man, plotting out plotting out my next steps, man. I was, you know, I had an assignment where I had to write. I hadn't had to write in a long time. Not, uh-huh. not right in no real way where you, other people gonna judge it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, so I, I got it into this writer's block, mm-hmm. and I didn't know how to shake it. You know, I procrastinated, mm-hmm. I did some things, and then I just had to really get it done because it was, you know, I was about to start looking stupid. So, just had to sit down and, and just fucking bang through it, and that shit was terrible. <laughs> It was terrible, but as I got through it and got into that point where it became terrible, then it became beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Then it's all started to fall into place. And um, you know what I wanted to ask is, you know, I know you you have to write a lot. Your mm-hmm. career is writing and shit. What do you do when you have a block? Uh, keep writing. Just keep writing, and then um, you know, you know what? what okay, because this funny. You hear the little there's like, and I was trying to find it as you were talking. And it's like a little idiom where they was like, the cure for writer's block is writing, 
or some shit like that. <laughs> right, like, right, you know right. what I mean? Which makes it sound real pat. But uh, I think the cure for writer's block, from what I've seen, and I don't know if it's a cure for writer's block, but what helps is, and I, I've spoken about this before. I got this from Seinfeld. It's just like uh, have an endpoint. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. have, say, yo, I'm going to write for two hours. I'm going to write for one hour. But at one hour, I'm going to stop writing. You know what I'm saying? So, like, all you doing for that one hour, that two hours, is you're sitting in front and you writing. And you don't go nowhere if you got to get a little cup of coffee or something to drink or whatever. Have all that shit set up for you within that hour or whatever designated Mm -hmm. amount of time it is. Put the alarm on and just dedicate yourself to that. Now, you might not write shit or it might feel like some bullshit. But at least if you just stay committed to that task and not look anywhere, not like, yo, let me go online and maybe that'll help my writing or that <laughs> might spark something or let me, you know what I mean? Because that's, that's the other thing. People say, I got to research. Writing. <laughs> yeah, that's the death. Of, I got to do some research. Let me go on Instagram, see if I could uh, stoke some creative energy and all that. Next <laughs> thing you know, you're distracted. So as long hey. as you just stay focused on that shit, <laughs> put that hour in, Trust that process. You might yield nothing or just a little something or whatever. And don't self-edit. You know what right. I'm saying? As you writing, write whatever the fuck comes to mind. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, like I said, sometimes it be fun. it feels like I'm like doing a witness statement. Like I'm snitching on myself. Like sometimes right. I just be itemizing what I did that day just to get in the practice of writing something that maybe to, you know, trigger some shit. Rather than try to get in the whole thing of, I'm about to come up with some profound prose. Right, this, right, right. You know what I mean? Just write yeah. what the fuck comes to your mind, to your head, and then come back later, edit. You know what I'm saying? Later on, or next time you write, read what you wrote. Maybe that'll kickstart some more shit. And I think the more you write, the easier it is to, to write. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like, yeah, yeah it, it, it's just different when you have to turn that shit in. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> I mean, when you're writing for yourself, yeah, you can sit there two hours, write whatever. Right. And when you got to show somebody that shit and that shit is going to be judged, you're like, oh, shit. Let me make sure my prose is correct. Yeah. Commas. Well, I mean, sentence even structure. Still, even still, at some point, you're going to have to present. You know what I'm saying? Like, whether mm-hmm. it's you writing material, you got to take that shit to the stage and they like, nah. <laughs> you got to go rewrite. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or if you sending it to an editor, they like, yeah, I like the, the premise, but I don't like this, this, and this. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, it's, there's always, that you can't escape that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. unless you just one take hove, which I don't always believe. But, you know what I mean? Like, you know, everything. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. but even one take Hove has rehearsed that bitch in his head right. over and over and over before he came to the studio. Right, exactly. So, exactly. yeah, I mean, or, you know, or he's he's drawing from different pieces that he's remembered and piecing them together yeah. and then yeah. he does his thing. But right. not to take I, away from the legend of one take Hove. No, no doubt. I mean, he definitely <laughs> he definitely inspired a lot of people to put some bullshit out because they just feel like they only need one take. They shouldn't write no bunch of other things. Everybody can't be hove. Just understand that. But I say this because um, that's the other extension of like writer's block, right? Especially like when you start to have to um, 
let someone else see that shit. Mm-hmm. Now it's under review or under someone else's judgment or whatever. But even still, it is what it is. And if you're, if you're writing for somebody, it, at that point, it's it's collaborative on a certain level. If they if you're writing for a project, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have to get their take on it for the most part anyway. And obviously, you know, the fact of the matter is, more often than not, the reason they ask you to write on the project is they see something in your writing or in your presentation that they fuck with anyway. So mm-hmm. trust that. You know what I mean? Like, and, and the idea could be raw when you present it. And there's super vulnerability with that, but I think that shit helps you become a better writer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The more the more willing you are to put yourself out there, you know what I mean? Be like, yo, this is what I got. You know what I mean? Let me know what you think. And you take that criticism, you know what I'm saying? And then you refine it or whatever. Or maybe that shit is dope. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Maybe they like it. And then, you know what I mean? It's just what it is. Burr, burr. Yeah, yeah. Burr. So I was, I was, you know, struggling with it. Then I got my zone. Got it out. <clears throat> but, you know, again, I don't know how good it was or how not good it was. I put it out there and shit. The you one thing feedback? I, not yet. I haven't gotten the feedback yet. But, but the one thing about it is, you know, I'm not scared of feedback. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I'm not scared of the criticism part. It's just right. you want to put your best foot forward. Right. When you when you turn the shit, it's just like with any like any project, you edit a shoot. You know, niggas is judging your shot. You know what I'm saying? You're mm-hmm. judging all of what you put together. So everything right. you do is being judged. It's just when you're doing it, you like okay, let me make sure when they judging, they gonna judge this shit from a motherfucking. You know what I'm saying right. top perspective, right. nigga. Right. <laughs> you're gonna have to be. Yeah. You got to yeah. be, you know what I'm saying, pulling teeth to find something wrong with this shot, nigga, or yeah, this, this, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So then you put it you put it into play, and you see what comes back. And that's, that's what I'm waiting on, you know what I mean? Because, you know, right. one of them scenarios where you got some big timers looking at what you're talking about. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And it's okay. like, okay, okay, let's see what these big timers talking about. Right. That's the win. That's the win off top. Just, you know what I mean? You know, and then obviously you want to kill it, but shit, mm-hmm. the fact that the opportunity is there, you know what I mean? There's obviously some recognition of right, your right, ability. Right, right. You know nah, what I no mean? You didn't, you didn't get there by by luck or by chance. You know no what I'm saying? No um, doubt. I say what I noticed, this is on just on some other shit, but like one thing that I admire and this, this next level shit, not even next level shit, but it's ill, like when you go into a writer's room and people are writing, like, pitching jokes, mm-hmm. uh, I remember one time, and I can't remember this kid's name. I don't think I've ever seen him before. But we was in, we was in this, like, writer's room. It was probably six of us. And everybody's pitching jokes. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. you know, as a comedian, you want to have a good joke. When you, especially your first joke that you throw out amongst everybody. You want to, you know, you want to let them know. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So you might... Might be reluctant, but there was this one cat. I don't know if he did comedy or not, but he was a com- he was a comedy writer, and he would just throw shit out. And if the shit was funny, because this shit went from oh that shit is hilarious to yeah, but he would throw them jokes out with the same level of enthusiasm each time. <laughs> that shit mm-hmm. is a talent in itself. Like 
he he was just committed to the process. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They always say there's no judgment in a brainstorm. You know what I'm saying? But like he he like when you see it sometimes, like it 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 was almost liberating to see that shit. Like oh, this cat don't give a fuck, and not in a way that was like reckless or you know haphazard. It was just like. Nah, this is what we're here for. You know what I mean? We're going to be in this room for eight hours and we're going to be throwing jokes back and forth. What about this? Nah, I. What about this? Mm-hmm. Nah, I. <laughs> and like the shit never wavered. I was like, oh shit. That shit had the same level of calm as my man rolling that blunt during the crate challenge. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It was just, it was just a <laughs> zen zone. Right, right. <laughs> Nah, no doubt, no doubt, shit. That's why, you know, I guess that takes repetition, repetition. And, you know, a lot of times your work don't bring you to the same place a lot of times. In in my world, my work doesn't bring me to the same place a lot of times. So it's always a lot of new things, a lot of, okay, this, okay, okay, okay. But I guess once you resolve into where you want to go, and you have to write your way there. You have to be able to explain your vision. You have to be able to talk your way through it and right. and and be able to deliver that vision for other people to understand in order for them to help you grow it or get it there. And that's a lot of, you know, crafting and writing and redrafting and, you know what I'm saying, rewriting. And, and um, you know, the more you get in the exercise of that, then the better you probably will be at that so you know i'm just taking my crack at it and uh we gonna see did you miss it did you miss writing nah when i got to doing it it felt hard it was like shit what was i ever thinking (laughs) you know what i'm saying (laughs) like who can i hire to do this right right, (laughs) you know what i'm saying but then but for me what it is is that when the idea isn't clear, the writing is hard. You know right. what I'm saying? And it's not easy to get to a place where you got the clear idea that matches what you want it to be. And it's like, oh shit, yeah, that's it. It's not hard. It's not always easy to get that. Ooh, that's it right there. That'll kill. Right. But once you get there, then the writing becomes easy. So it's probably not the writing. It's the organizing your thoughts to make them fit your vision mm-hmm. and then the writing becomes easy once you do that but you know sometimes you know i took a walk i you know took a drive went and got a car i did all the procrastinating shit you could do you know what i'm saying went to the pool <sighs> changed my environment right and then finally got to get finally got the pouring out and then it was like okay cool and i don't know if it's the the best shit ever but that shit got done which right once you get feedback then you could be like okay i know how i can feel oh, shit that's what you're talking about then mm-hmm. it, but it's really when you don't know what nobody else is thinking just you right then it's like a like uh my, my old boss um that was a journalism school at famu the illustrious florida anime university yeah, i had illustrious. to do a, i had to do a practicum like an internship in in the PR space. When PR is nothing but writing and relationships. But at the level that I was at, it's nothing but writing. And um the the guy who ran the, the 
the the PR department at FAMU, Mr. Eddie Jackson. And uh, he always say, every time you get to struggling with writing or your deadline be coming up, he's like, hey, hey, we need that by 5 o'clock. You're like, ah. And he'll he already be down the hall and he'll yell back, writing is fighting. Writing is fighting, Muhammad. <laughs> like, damn, writing is fighting. And that's what that should be, boy. You be fighting your thoughts to get them right. But once you do, you know what I mean, you could change your life. Yeah, you could you could write a whole new reality. Exactly. And that's all yeah. it be. That's all it is. That's all it is. You know what I mean? And then shit. Yeah. And you know. Yeah. That is it's that's how strong it is. You know? That's how strong that shit is. You could write a whole new reality just off the strength of the pen. Like, mm-hmm. damn. Damn, this shit, you know. That's why that's why it's always cool, like when I've been hearing people talk about how they came up with the uh the idea for something, especially something that uh turns out to be something big or impactful. And oftentimes it comes from like a real modest idea or you know what I mean? Like, yo, well the thought was this, that and the other thing and the next thing you know, it turns into this and that and the reason we did that is because we felt like this and we like, wow. You know, like, cause, you know, that's the that's the thing. Like, it all starts. It's all humble. The beginnings is often always humble. You know, like it is. It starts as a seed, and then that should have grown into a big ass tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is the whole <laughs> shit is a vamp. What we doing? Vamp City, uh, nigga. Vamp City, man. <laughs> fall is coming, man. What you thinking? Man, fall. You know what I'm saying? I got my thoughts, and then there's the Delta variant. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah, you know what man. I'm saying? So, I mean, fall could be an, an amazing time. You know what I mean? Um, if if everything is open and everything gets to go down, but now it's kind of like, all right, what is it going to be? You know what I'm saying? Are we headed for another lockdown? Should a nigga invest, you know what I'm saying, in a, in a fall wardrobe that a nigga ain't invested in in the last two years? Or should a nigga invest in some old PPE? You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> it's like, shit, you know, it's a hard one to go with. It's like, how you going to roll out? Because, you yeah. know, this this the world back open. It's the f- the first real fall that this shit, you know, about to be some, should be some activity going on. How, how you coming out, you know? And it's like, I don't know, like, shit, do you go get some new shit? And then shit close up and then you be home in the mirror with the shit. Trying to go live on Instagram. Yeah, we going live. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Trying to get that in-season pop. Right. I, mean, I don't want like, that shit to look like no outlet shit in 2023. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, damn. I paid full price for this shit. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Y'all going to get a full view of this shit all fall. Yeah, man. <laughs> a lot of a lot of TBD energy out here, man. Right. Nobody really, you know, nobody really knows. Right. Uh, and that's Curious tough. about... Speaking of PPE, what's your mask game like? 
Because now that we, you know, now that we done been through this shit, damn near, what, 16 months, something like that. I feel like mm-hmm. at this point, you know, everybody's kind of got a groove to their PPE, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's some real questions like, all right, how do you, like, what's your, when I say what's your mask game, I mean, do you have, like, your formal mask? You know what I mean? You go out, you fly mask, then do you have like your beater mask? You know what I mean? Or how often do you wear a mask to you flip it? Like, you know, they might be disposable, but like how often, how many days are you diligent about one where it's done and you just tear it through boxes of masks? Mm-hmm. One where, where I ain't die, one wearing done ain't, ain't never been it for me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You get about a yeah. three, a three piece, three, four piece. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause uh-huh. a lot of times, it depends. A lot of times, you really at this point, you're pulling out your mask to go into the store. You know what I'm saying? You pull up to the coffee shop, okay, jump right. out the car, run in, get your coffee, just say mask only. You put your mask on, get your coffee. Like that type of the one like that, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. That 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 gets that gets, you know, probably a, a week. You know what I'm saying? A week run, that, that's the one in the car that you just grab, hop out, go into the store, do your thing. Like, the one that, that you're pulling out the house, that might only, you know what I'm saying, it might get two, three burns, you know? Um, but it's not like in the beginning of the pandemic, like, where you had that bitch on no matter what. You know what I mean? You, mm-hmm. As soon as you walked outside, you, you know what I'm saying, you masked up all the way till you get back in. Mm-hmm. Nowadays it ain't you ain't putting that much wear and tear on your mask. So I would say my 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 real mask probably gets about a three burn run, mm-hmm. and then before I switch and grab another one out the box. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, sounds about right. It'll feel a little flimsy. Yeah, um, once once they, once your masks need to be ironed, then it's yeah. time to. <laughs> It's time it's to put that bitch up. <laughs> that nigga, easy, yeah. nigga iron. This nigga mass wrinkle. This mm. nigga needs starch on his shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Send that to the cleaners. K95 uh, ain't got the crease no more. <laughs> nah, nah, it ain't even got the numbers on it. That shit is done for. Uh, I don't think I've ever had. I had one N95 at the top. The rest mm-hmm. of them, I ain't, I ain't 95 in a while. And I'm oh, happy yeah, that yeah. I made it through. Yeah, no, I got the disposy. Yeah. I got a, um, I got the disposy, then I had a cloth. Mm-hmm. I had one N95 up top. I had a, well, actually, I had a couple N95s. And I was mm-hmm. real, since I only had a couple of them, I was real scarce with them. Right. I was trying to stretch them. And then... There was a time when it was hard to find the N95s and yeah. all that shit. Yeah, it was online. hard in the beginning. So I had to get what I could get, the disposables. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got like a like a five pack of these kind of cloth masks that kind of, they probably was the best fitting mask that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, now that fall's coming and, you know, we've been through a whole nother thing. I am, you know, like I, I, you know, that is in the conversation of the back to back to school, quote unquote, you know, fits new masks. And mm-hmm. I might explore some new masks. I see these K95s that a lot of people were rocking. 
Mm-hmm. I'm debating on copping a box of those or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah, we 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 definitely are not abandoning the mass in 2021. Nah, nah, that ain't nah, nah, nah. But yeah. um, yeah. you know, I I, I we, I've had the I had the 95s in various forms. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Got a, you know, uh once they became semi available. Mm-hmm. Um copped a bunch. Then, you know, now they you know they're more readily available. I'm not sure if they real in ninety fives. I don't know. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know right. how this shit go out here. Could mm-hmm. be getting fleeced. But mm-hmm. hey, whatever. Get them, put them on deck, you know what I'm saying? Like when you got a family, you know, like, you know, it's like you gotta have all that shit on deck. Make sure everybody you responsible. Everybody's mask, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So you need to make sure them shits on deck. And then uh, for me, I rocks mine. You know what I mean. When I I, I try, you know, going in somewhere, definitely. Um, I like to feel that the breeze when I'm outside. But sometimes, you know, if it get a little too crowded, me and my son went to this uh, this uh, they had they were showing a movie in the. And um, they they was they was showing a movie in uh, Home Depot backyard, and okay. uh, we went out there and you know it was outside, but it was too many people. <laughs> so yeah. so I put my shit on, you know what I'm saying, for the time we was there, and then it started raining. I was like, it's a good time to get the fuck up out of here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and that was cool, but you know. I play it by ear. If it get to be too many motherfuckers, I have my shit on. Other than that, I be trying to be free until I go inside on somewhere. Yeah, man. Yeah, we're still in limbo. It's the yeah. whole, you know, you know, there's a lot of stop starting and going on. But right. That's a hell of a question, you know. You should ask the people, are y'all going to go ahead and cop some new gear this fall? Or are you going to just, <clears throat> you going to wait this out? <laughs> and uh, do some upcycling. <laughs> I mean, take it back. Yeah, good time. Yeah. Good time to pre-invest in spring on the ass. <laughs> right, right, right. Come right. on, next summer, fresh as fuck. <laughs> exactly. Oh shit, man. <laughs> uh, see, Shikari got dusted. Ah, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, Lord, have mercy. Yeah. Nah, nah. I mean, that's just a. You know, I look at it like this. Uh, it might be a blessing. You know what I'm saying? That she got dusted. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I felt, I've said it on here. You know what I mean? You know, you, you got put on the sideline for Reefa. It ain't, it wasn't so bad. It's not performance enhancing, but it was against right. the rules. All right, you got caught out there. You had to sit down. You know what I'm saying? But... She had a lot of she had a lot of talk to her game, which you know I'm not opposed to athletes being audacious and and talk they talk, you know what I'm saying. But I think she talked her talk against the rest of the sport, not just in her, on her in her behalf. You know what I mean? It was kind of like since I can't be there, y'all boycott. Fuck the rest of them motherfuckers who out here worked hard and got to the Olympics. You know what I mean? It's just me. I I'm not there, so fuck it. Don't watch that shit. You know, it's just like, come on now. I mean, everybody had the same rule book. You know what I mean? Everybody had the same work to do. 
Now these people are here trying to get their shit done. I want to see some of this shit. You know what I mean? Because these people, like them Olympians, man, that's that's a, a, a amazing feats of you know what I mean physicality in a human. You know what I mean? So I wanted to I wanted to watch that shit no matter what. So because you're not there, don't 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 be talking down on everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Don't when the race come talk about you know don't y'all miss me now. You know, cause, mm-hmm. cause, you know, the Jamaicans won at the Olympics. Don't y'all miss me now? Well, we don't know if we miss you, cause we haven't seen you in the Olympics. You know, so, you know, I think that the loss puts her in a position of okay, let me focus on what needs to be focused on, and that's this running and and getting being in the state of mind to do this shit at the highest level not on just on some ego shit and then you running off of ego when these girls they've been running against the top competition in the world you know what i'm saying they still on olympic time you know what i'm saying they still got adrenaline from the olympics running through their veins you know mm-hmm. you you coming up off of you know a lot of shit Couch. talk, a lot of clout, a lot of, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you riding on clout, and they riding on, you know what I'm saying, adrenaline. Right. And that, and that shit showed. So yeah. I bet she I bet she prepared next time. I, I think she will have a better showing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but the, the thing that came out of that whole shit was this whole Jamaican versus American beef. You know what I'm saying? And like on the on the social media, you know, the Jamaicans are the best in the world. And no track printers. Da, 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 da. But okay. In the one hundred, yes, the Jamaicans are killing that shit. But there's other, you know, limps that Americans are killing that shit. Hurdle, you know, Delilah Muhammad went out there and killed that shit. You know, so so it's other places now. It ain't just that one race. But yes, but so they going in now, you know, and then she lost. Like the last, like she was the last person. Oh, they they went in, and it was Jamaican Twitter versus American Twitter, and I was conflicted because oh. I, I recently found I was ah. Jamaican. <laughs> so, so I'm looking at the I'm looking at the argument like you know what you know what I'm saying. Them Jamaican show was fast. You know? I am not mad at, at Shelly Ann and none of them. You know. Uh, yeah, that's your people. That's your family, uh, sister. Uh, that's that's how after I, when I thought when I when I caught myself oh, when I caught myself looking at the argument. I caught myself, uh, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, in the middle. But, you know what I'm saying, I'm definitely all black American. You know how I do. But And I definitely already felt like old girl had had talked herself. She had talked herself into a hole. It was an unwinnable hole. Even if she had won, you know what I'm saying, it would, it would put that, it's that mark that be on you that, that it's hard for some people to root for you ever because you, you talk that shit in the way you talked it. Yeah, but, yeah. but you know, she going to be all right. She younger than a motherfucker. She doing what young people do. She ain't got no media training yet and all that. She just, she running off a of pure instinct, you know what I mean? Which mm-hmm. is, which is uh, refreshing to a point. But again, yeah. when you talk that shit, you know, you gotta back that shit up. And you know, and, yeah. and and that sport, you know what I mean, it ain't no easy thing to 
back that shit up all the time, especially when you haven't been in the momentum of it. Right. And you know, we we can't we can't act as though racing, especially just running mm-hmm. on your feet, going against somebody. That shit is so closely tied with shit talking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like from the beginning, from when you first realize you fast, you talk shit. I'm a dust this motherfucker. You can't keep up with me. What did mm-hmm. you do? Cause the whole thing is the whole exercise of it all is propelling yourself forward, like literally launching yourself ahead of everybody. So sometimes that shit gotta start with your mind. Sometimes mm-hmm. that shit gotta start with some fucking some shit talk. A lot of yeah. hot air. I forget. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know it's yeah. It, it, until you it, it, get on the track. Until you get It'll on the backfire. track. <laughs> now, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think in the hood, yes. But by the time you get to the Olympic level of the shit. Uh-huh. The shit is decided by so little of time, you know what I'm saying, fractions of seconds, that it takes a whole lot of discipline every step of the way. And 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 coming from working with Sonya Richards Ross, who's one of the fastest mm-hmm. women in the 400, mm-hmm. you can tell just by their the way they carry themselves because of the years of training that mm-hmm. You know, some people like you know, like me. If you're trying to get better at something, you t- you taking major leaps. Like fuck it, ah. Mm-hmm. But when you're trained, that you're only changing fractions of seconds. The right. difference between bronze and gold is mm-hmm. fractions. So right. you're you're focusing on the details of shit. It ain't no longer the shit talk is out the window because now it gets down to the mechanics and the nuts and mm. bolts is how you jump out the block how your strides are when your motherfucking shit really kicks in when that when your um I learned this shit doing a story on track your testosterone kicks in at a certain point like if you watch these races and they look like they be going one speed and then all of a sudden they going a whole another speed mm-hmm that's like when the testosterone actually kicks in. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And that's why like certain testosterone levels they ban because it's gonna it kicks in at a different rate than, you know, a normal woman or whatever. So mm-hmm. so for a man it kicks in at a certain place and then for a woman it kicks in at a certain place. And and again, if you ain't been constantly pushing that shit and working on the, the fine dynamics of that shit. You could you could find yourself last, just like mm-hmm. she did, just like with Sid, Sidney, Sidney McLaughlin, who mm-hmm. who the four hundred hurdles who I talked about, who won the gold. She runs against Dalila Muhammad all the time. They the they the like the the battle between those two. Mm-hmm. She changed her coach six months before the Olympics, which is like crazy. Like people thought she was crazy, but whatever that coach did. They tweak something about her mechanics. Oh, they he, they say they they taught her how to how to jump the hurdle with either leg. You know what I'm saying? She he said that she needed to take shorter. She needed to take less steps in between hurdles than she was taking. Just little fine stuff like that. And right. she dusted the world record. You know what I'm saying? Twice. Right. Since she been fucking with a new coach. So that's it, nothing changed with her except for. The details and calibration, right? And so when you get to that level 
of of track. The talking shit is a very minute part of of what needs to happen to win. And that's just from my Olympic studies. I'm no Olympic uh, professional or nothing, but mm-hmm. I did do a deep deep dive on you know some of this shit as I was watching it, and mm-hmm. that's some of the interesting points. Because when I was watching her in that race, it looked like her shit didn't kick in as fast as everybody else's kicked in. Mm-hmm. And by the time it did, she was it was she couldn't catch up. They was pulling away. Too late. Yeah. Too late. yeah. Mm-hmm. It also looked like. That wig was undermining her aerodynamics. Uh, I don't know if it was just because she was in last place, but watch that shit again. That wig looked like it's a lot going on. Like that shit, yeah, man. You might want to talk to her coach about that shit or her, her hairdresser. See what they could do to calibrate that situation. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> shit. I was like, oh, damn. Nah, but but I, I think you know what I'm saying. I think I think that if she she takes this loss in stride, comes yeah. back with just you know what I'm saying, fully loaded, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and and getting down to business, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, and another thing about talking shit is you also give your competitors something to to fuel them. You know what I mean? Right. It's right, gasoline. Yeah. And you saw that mm-hmm. shit when they was when they when she was trying to do her little interview. Mm-hmm. They was walking past like the girls who just <laughs> yeah. they just they just jumped you and you telling the principal at this point and they walking past like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> the, you talking saw all that to... shit. <laughs> oh, that's a camera? Let's walk past that camera because we winners. We winners. We definitely won that shit. Uh, One, two, and three. Uh, she, yeah, uh, Shelly Ann, she did it. She she didn't even win it, but she she was the one smiling and and made the uh-huh. big news. And uh, yeah. you know, so it's, it's it's for me, it's fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This this whole fundamental Black American Twitter versus the world is right. is a is a funny place too. Right. Like man, y'all y'all niggas fight every day about something. Like, yeah. is it a day we don't have to fight about nothing? Uh, it's a sport. <laughs> it's a sport. Twitter <laughs> fighting gonna be in the Olympics in twenty years. Yeah. Flatbacks and you know what I mean, ratios and all that other crazy <laughs> shit. Yeah, man. Word. Oh shit, man. I think we reached the finish line. <laughs> That Gold medal. There it is. We're done. Right. We're done. We can we can jump this hurdle with any leg. Uh, Shut the fuck yeah. up. Let's get nah, the fuck out of here. Get out of here. We good. Feels good. Feels good. Nice one thirty on the dot. We just passed. Right. You know Word. what I'm saying? Uh, I know we were supposed to get it to Raising Canaan, but there was no Raising Canaan this last week. So nah, that was just, that was disappointing. Yeah, they should let it, let motherfuckers know. I better golly. You know what I mean? Like, give a motherfucker a heads up. I did start watching this show called Heels on Stars, like a wrestling show. It's pretty interesting, but I'll talk about that at another time. Bear. But, uh, yeah, I think Razor Canaan will be back next week so we could, we could chop it up about that. And Bear. whatever else comes to mind. But um, you got anything else you want to say to the people on the way out? Ah oh, man, that's it, man. Thank you guys for for joining us again this week. Um, you know, we we appreciate your energy and the the vibes. You know, positive vibes always come our way from 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 the listeners. So, you know, what I'm saying shout out to y'all. 
Love to tune in. You know what I mean? And uh, shit. Till next week, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even an enemy. To get in the conversation. We out.